Welcome, one and all, console war veterans and civilian noobs, to the 15th episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast. This week's topic, Stream Wars, the PlayStation Strikes Back. We are your hosts, David, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green vs. Blue is a podcast where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. The Green vs. Blue podcast can be found at patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. Or you can hit our direct line at psboxcast at gmail.com. That is psboxcast at gmail.com. Dave, where can we find you on the interwebs? Pat, switching up a little bit. You can find me on YouTube at SDDog. That's spelled S-double-D-A-W-G. And that's the same spelling for my gamertag, too. Hit me up on Xbox at SDDog. Play some games of Halo with Dave. Sounds like a good time. And you can find me on YouTube at Variety Pat. That's spelled V-A-Riot-Y-Pat. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. Well, let's head into this week's show. First off, we have our Retroscope segment where we make corrections if necessary and follow up on interesting news from prior weeks. So first off, Dave, you know, I'm really itching for an update or some more news on that Ubisoft hostage event (laughs) that took place last week. If you don't know what we're talking about, go check out episode 14 if you missed the original story. I'm going to be keeping an eye out. And, you know, if no word comes, Dave, I'm going to make it a point to reach out to the Service de Police de la Ville de Montreal (laughs) or Ubisoft Montreal to get a conclusion to this real-life crazy event. Um, I want to just give give people an abbreviated version for anyone who missed out last week, (laughs) like of what that story was. So, long story short, Ubisoft, there was a call made to the police of Montreal that they're was a hostage event happening at Ubisoft Montreal. Long story short, it ended up being a fake call and a huge waste of time and resources. So someone, someone's head is on the chopping block. Someone done goofed. Yeah. But I, we're, we're glad that it was resolved in a good manner, a generally positive manner, better than uh, people actually dying. Right. But still wild. And we'll keep you updated. And then I just also want to say welcome to our global friends, to the PS5 family. The PS5 was released globally this last week on November 19th. However, I know we have a good number of fans out there in India. And there is still no news on a release date in India. But we will definitely be following up when Sony confirms a date. Cool. Cool. Let's move into the games this week. New games. We're talking about what we're playing and what's new, but first, Pat, what are we playing? Well, Dave, so this last week, just a quick update on Pokemon Go. I finally hit level 40. Thank God, right (laughs) before they released level 50. That's probably going to be coming out later this week from our time of recording. Were we talking about that on, like, our first episode? You said that they were making a new level cap or something? Like, yeah. you were getting close to that 40? So they were hitting on the Pokemon Go five-year anniversary in 2021 next year, which coincides with the Pokemon 25th anniversary of the whole franchise. And so to keep players around in Pokemon Go, the level cap has been increased from 40 to 50. Hmm. 
and the grind's completely egregious. I'm glad that I hit this max rank before seeing that little ticker bar for level 41. But yeah, just happy about that. And also, I finally got around to streaming Detroit Become Human, doing an evil robot playthrough. I've only done one stream so far, about a quarter of the way through the game. I'm going to be finishing that up on Twitch this week, so keep an eye out. Yeah, I forgot, you... to, I forgot to jump in your, uh, your YouTube comments. That's Sorry. all right. That's okay. But <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, you can still catch me over on Twitch at Variety Pat. That's spelled V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. And you can follow me there, see more of Detroit. I've been doing a bunch of Pokemon card opening streams over there, too. I know that's unrelated to the show. Go check that out. Yeah. And then later this week, I'm going to be doing my first VR streams and be playing some Star Wars Squadrons, Iron Man, and Batman, Batman, Uh Arkham, whatever you call it. Cool. So, yeah. Pat, you know what I'm playing. We're talking about... You know, grinding, grinding ranks. <laughs> you know, I'm playing a little bit more Halo Five. No, nothing big here. Uh, I do. I usually take this opportunity to give an update on Halo since there's not a lot of news. But this week we got a little bit of news, so I'll touch touch on that a little bit later. I'm not playing a whole lot of different stuff right now. Things will be changing pretty soon. Cool. But Pat, what's uh, what's going on on the side of PlayStation this week? So, no new PlayStation 5 games, not too surprising. The release was just a week ago, and it would be foolish for any publishers or developers to release their game a week after the console release, rather than get that console launch day hype. So instead, we have a handful of PlayStation 4 games. I'm going to be going over real fast. These were some standout picks. So first off, we got Katamari Damacy. Reroll. Are you familiar with the Katamari games? Mm-mm. They're very quirky, pretty fun. I have the Touch My Katamari on PlayStation Vita. Sadly, there's no platinum trophy for that, but it is what it is. Check out Katamari Damacy. It's a fun little game where you start out, you're a little ball, and you have to just roll over things, and they stick to you, and then eventually... Your little ball the size of a a dust bunny is the size of a house. It's just silly. Just silly good fun. And then furthermore, Dave, I know you're going to be real excited about this one. We got Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead. (laughs) So what is is that? I'm interested. So Bridge Constructor is a pretty cool game. You're constructing bridges and... You know, there's there's get there's these valley gaps, and you have to make a bridge and get a car, whatever, across the bridge. And I guess this is just a. Is this like real time strategy, kind of like bird's eye view? You're constructing stuff, or is this like? A... No, it's like on a t. It's on like a two D plane, so oh, it's okay. mostly it's kind of you're like it's kind of practicing engineering a little bit, and. They got on Xbox or just PlayStation. Ooh, that's a good question. I know it's on PlayStation. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's on Xbox. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, and I just thought it was silly that they had a Walking Dead version of the game. But that's the point. Love me some Walking Dead. (laughs) So then furthermore, we got Hide and Dance, which looked like a pretty interesting little indie game to me, where you're this little girl or whatever and you gotta dance around in the room and you're doing it's sort of a rhythm game in that way but you get this little twist on it where if your mom comes in the room you gotta hide and pretend you weren't dancing 
kind of silly, but kind of a cool little indie all the same. And then last last two, the the Reaper of Trophy Fun is back. My Name is Mayo 2 is out. I did, I regrettably say, I, I regrettably admit that I did Platinum, My Name is Mayo 1. Took about 15 minutes to get that Platinum trophy. And the original My Name is Mayo was sort of the beginning of the dilution of trophies where we got a complete influx of platinum trophies that can be gotten within minutes or less than an hour. And last but not least, we're getting a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game this week. That actually sounds fun. And sadly, the original host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Regis Philbin, died back on July 24th. 2020. Man, this is not a good year for television game show hosts. No, but at least, you know, I thought maybe, ooh, if Regis isn't dead yet, will this be a, a beckoning call or some sad foreshadowing sign where every time a game show video game comes out, we lose the host? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll do a Philbin Forever edition where it's $100 to get the, uh, you know, the special edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, you hooked me with that. <laughs> Uh, they would never capitalize off a celebrity's death. I hope no game publisher would ever do that. No. <laughs> Last but not least, just a quick reminder, PlayStation Plus users and subscribers, be sure to pick up Bug Snacks, Middle Earth Shadow of War, and Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition before nice. they disappear the first week of December. Cool. So on the Xbox side of things, I covered a lot last week. So there's actually nothing, at least from my, from what I'm looking at, there's nothing significant out this week. So just make sure to check out our last episode, episode 14. If you guys want to know what's going on for November, what's leaving, or what's already left, um, go check out that episode. So let's, let's move on. Moving on up. All right, Pat. Let's move on to cross-examination. It's the meaty, the beefy segment of our episode every week. For any new listeners out there, this is a segment where we take big, relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation and when they intersect with each other in the gaming world. We then debate, speculate, and or create a discussion of our own, which fosters good discourse. So, Pat, we have discussed numerous times on the podcast how we believe that brands like Xbox and PlayStation will not define success with how many consoles sold, but in the future we'll measure that by how many people are subscribed to their services. I don't like that. You don't like it? No. <laughs> Xbox Game Pass is, perhaps, the last beacon of hope for the early success of the Series X and S, while they wait for their first-party exclusives to compete with PS5. At least that's how I see it. But, we've, Pat, we've agreed that, that Game Pass for Xbox might be one of the best offers that gaming has to offer at the moment, but that might change very soon. So Jim Ryan, CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, gave a recent interview to Russian news agency TASS, pretty much shed some light on the future of their new console that just released. Perhaps, Pat, the most cryptic and exciting bit of this interview was when he was asked, quote, how will you respond to Microsoft's Game Pass? Jim Ryan's response, and I quote, there is actually news to come, but just not today. We have PlayStation Now, which is our subscription service, and that is available in a number of markets, end quote. So very brief response, but there is... A response in there so let's pick out what we can so pat my, my i guess my biggest question for you based off of this quote as a starting point for conversation what do you think that sony could do that's different right now from ps now 
in order to compete with Game Pass, Xbox, you know, their, their biggest strength right now. So, and also coming from, you know, your background with PlayStation and your experience with, with the platform, how do you think this could shake up things? Hmm. So a lot to speculate right here out of that quote. Yeah. Well, to start, I, I don't want to say I predicted this. I think it was kind of obvious that Microsoft's Game Pass is so competitive that PlayStation has to respond in some way with a subscription service. Overall, I don't like that we're moving towards this model. So we've been speculating for the last 15 weeks or so that this is kind of where the industry overall is just headed. And a precursor to that was, and still is, all of the video streaming services as the proof in the pudding for how these game streaming services could work. Now, I don't think PlayStation will announce anything in terms of a quote-unquote PlayStation Games Pass, one might say. I think we'll see that maybe come E3 time next June or so, but they're going to trickle it out. There's still hype for the consoles to begin with, and right now a lot of the exclusives for PlayStation are playable on both PS4 and PS5. But once the PlayStation exclusive games start becoming PS5 only, I predict sometime in 2021, then that is when I think PlayStation will announce their Games Pass service to very much push people towards the next-gen console. Okay. So I guess I have I have a two-part response to that. So, A, so I'm not very familiar with PS Now, and I think we've talked about it maybe a couple times before, but what is the lure with PS Now right now? Like, what what is it lacking in terms of, in, like, in comparison to Game Pass? That's my first response to, to what you just said. So I cannot speak to the functionality of PS Now on the PS5, but... In terms of the PS4 and sort of why PS Now is currently lackluster and has been for the last couple years is that there are a certain number of PlayStation 4 games that are always available and you can download those straight to the console. But if you want to play older games like PS3 games or PS2 classics, you have to stream those games. You cannot download them natively. And the streaming function itself is not as competent as Xbox seems to be at the moment. Okay, so like in in terms of functionality and also the breadth and width of the library. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Well, uh, to sort of, to end cap that, I do think there's a chance, there's some rumors right now that PlayStation might be buying, well, PlayStation did buy Funimation, but they're also looking to buy Crunchyroll. That's who it is, the other anime streaming service. And I'll go ahead and make this prediction right now. I think if PlayStation does buy Crunchyroll, they're going to use part of Crunchyroll's streaming backend to help bolster whatever PlayStation's new streaming service will be. So kind of like incorporate other types of entertainment with the streaming service? No, not so much that but as far as the computing backbone to stream games more efficiently 
mm. to users. So I guess my other response to what you initially said, you were saying that like, you know, you think that they might um, around E3 2021, that window of time, you think they'll pro- they might roll out that. Is that I mean, if, if you were to guess, if I were to guess, yeah, to come up say. with something as on, on par with Game Pass. So my call it at least six months out. So my issue with that, if they were to do that. Well, I guess it's not an issue because I'm an Xbox boy, but I feel like right now is the time for Sony to just crush Xbox in terms of that. If they don't come out with a Game Pass-like service and they wait until Halo Infinite comes out and they wait till all these exclusives come out for Xbox, Xbox is going to be catching up because if they they better roll out with this. If say if they if they're able to, they should be rolling out with this around March or April. You know, sometime in the spring while people are still waiting for that Xbox. Because right now, where those Xbox games, because right now there's not any reason, as we've said, to move to the Series X. There's no games. There's no new first party games. PlayStation has those right off the bat and it's going to have them. I don't think PlayStation needs to deliver the killing blow right now, though. Hmm. Why, Why not? I think it would be more advantageous for PlayStation to hold this card close to their chest and once Microsoft starts making that Halo Infinite marketing push and through the lens of Halo Infinite pushing people towards the Game Pass service, I think that's when we see PlayStation really strike and make the big push to overshadow that positive Halo news that would have been the lifeline that Microsoft needs. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. I don't know. I, I just feel like if, if they were to come out with something right now, and then Microsoft would have to react to that, and then it would be like a back and forth thing. So, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. The PlayStation doesn't have much reason to, I guess, do the killing blow. But man, it just feels like if not now, in between now and like June, like when, like I feel like this would be the perfect time to do it. Just They're not going to put it in the holiday season. They're not going to confuse consumers in the holiday season, though. Yeah. I'm, as I'm, soon as we would ever see Like it. spring, though. Maybe, maybe around spring, hey, we're going to roll out this service, and then by summer, it's there. Um, but if they announce it in summer, and then they roll out with it that holiday, I feel like Xbox is kind of getting their footing right now, and maybe that's what Sony wants, is maybe they, they kind of want to make a show out of it and duke it out with them. That's what I think could be the case. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to speculate. And then I guess we could also talk about a little bit more in the interview. There was a, another interesting question that was asked to Jim Ryan. So they asked, and I quote, how do you feel about Microsoft offering to buy ZeniMax and Bethesda? Is there a possibility that PlayStation gamers will not be able to play the next Elder Scrolls gamer, Starfield? And then Jim Ryan responded here. He said, that's a decision that's out of our hands. We'll wait and see what happens. I look forward to learning about that. We just take a different approach. Our emphasis has been to focus on really steady, slow, but constant organic growth of our studios, selectively bolstered by acquisitions. We respect the steps taken by our competition. They seem logical and sensible. Yada, yada, yada. And they're just kind of, he didn't say anything too, too crazy right there. He's just saying they both have different approaches. This would be a much more fitting question for Microsoft execs. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's, 
it seems like yeah he, he's just saying like we're, we've cultivated these first party games over time we have a better he's basically saying we have a better approach without without dissing microsoft <laughs> <laughs> he kind of took the classy route i think that uh i don't know sony does do acquisitions sure that's not like their main thing but my, microsoft has i don't know I, I don't see it as like cheating you know microsoft cheating and they're like buying you know bethesda i don't see that as a no but i mean that's that's another angle we can talk about with uh in terms of exclusivity and competing with each other not only i mean game pass sure that's a big one for microsoft but we're also forgetting that bethesda is, is a huge is another thing in their back pocket that we want i kind of forgot about it to be honest before we started recording this <laughs> i i could see elder scrolls microsoft choosing to put elder scrolls on both consoles because it is such a popular franchise but if they are backed into a corner as they sort of are right now and as we're predicting i can definitely foresee starfield being an exclusive over at microsoft because it is a new franchise and it would be able to draw a sizable proportion of elder scrolls players Mm -hmm. pat i guess we can talk about what we were just saying like what if halo infinite rolls around and then everyone's flocking to xbox sony's like hey we got our new game pass streaming service and and then everyone's paying attention to sony now but then what if microsoft comes out says like hey guess what all bethesda games are going to be exclusive so now everyone goes back to to xbox so this could be uh yeah you, you could be right sony's holding the streaming service information in their back pocket because they know xbox has a whole library of bethesda games in their back pocket that's fair so it might we might be in a in another uh standoff here yeah mutually assured destruction <laughs> <laughs> now we're not talking at all about google stadia amazon luna no or who there's someone else too right we got stadia uh amazon's coming out with luna and then uh I don't know if Nintendo has their own thing. No, that's it. But I think... Those are the main ones. I think Stadia and Luna are really going to shake up the game and be like wild cards. And I could see some unsavory, unsavory to me, unsavory to the consumers, practices of, oh, Starfield is only available on Microsoft and Luna and Stadia. In which case... Maybe I'll try out Luna and Stadia at that point. Yeah, because I think Microsoft's tried to play nice with Sony for so long in terms of like crossplay with a lot of games, and they've just been really hesitant because they know they have all the market share. So I think Microsoft's kind of done playing nice. Like it is a nice thought to that Microsoft will have you know timed exclusive for the games, but it could very well be, man. Like Bethesda games, sorry, you got to get into Game Pass. You got to get into Xbox. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I think the PlayStation Plus collection was a good move and might be a precursor to whatever Sony's PlayStation Now 2 or whatever it's going to be. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Anyways, that was a, I don't know, that was just an interesting interview. Uh, It's not every day you get Jim Ryan on a Russian news article. No, and it's not every day (laughs) that he's dropping little tidbits that are that interesting. Yeah, so... I guess that concludes our uh, cross-examination segment. If you guys have any further thoughts about our conversation or if you have any thoughts about your own disagreements, hit us up at our Gmail. So that's psboxcast at gmail.com. That's psboxcast at gmail.com. Pat, let's move into 
Fast Fire News. All right. So, for listeners old and new, Fast Fire News is our news segment where we deliver the news to you faster than Harrison Ford's character, Bob Falfa, driving down Paradise Road in the 1973 American coming-of-age comedy film directed by none other than George Lucas, named American Graffiti. So, first off this week, Annapurna Interactive, via their Twitter, announced three game delays. So first off, the game 12 Minutes, that features Willem Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, and James McAvoy, has been delayed. Last Stop and The Artful Escape. All three of those games, developed by Annapurna, have been delayed into 2021. So, not totally surprising. They... (laughs) It's not totally surprising. They originally gave a loose 2020 release date with no set day exactly. And I'm sure they had hoped to hit the console release day, but, you know, COVID baby. Schmobin. Moving on. PlayStation 5 users, beware, you might be playing the wrong version of the game on your PS5. It's a little hard for us to speak to, and certainly not from experience, but many PlayStation 5 users are experiencing difficulties finding and playing the correct versions of their games. So, under the icon for a particular game on the PlayStation home screen, you have to click and open up a little pop-up menu to choose to launch either the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 versions of the game. Might cause a little confusion, but just wanted to give you all a heads up. Do you want me to do the Black Friday or you want to do it? Or I'll start Uh, it. I'll start it and you can finish. Yeah, just do that little opening bit you wrote. So, hey... It's the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States, which also means the largest consumer consumption day of the year, Black Friday. But, you know, Black Friday kind of stinks this year. Truly the darkest day in America. Out of respect for the rest of the world and our non-American listeners, we will not be going over too many deals. But when we get to the rotating segment later, I will be sharing one of my favorite holiday memories, a Black Friday memory, The Legend of Moon God. But we'll be getting to that. So this year, just an example of, you know, how the deals aren't very good, how it's sort of a trick, more or less. In previous years, Black Friday deals on the Nintendo Switch have been of the original model, which had about four hours of battery life versus the 2016 updated version, which the only update to the second model of the Switch was a battery life update, where it went from about four hours in the first to seven hours in the second. And in previous Black Friday deals, retailers have used the day and the supposed deals to get rid of outdated stock. So in the same vein, this year, In the same vein this year, the Nintendo Switch doesn't have a price drop, but it does come with three months of Nintendo Online and Mario Kart 8. Oh, nice. Which only amounts to about $60 or $70, which is like... The Switch, the Switches never go down, man. They're selling so well still, like even amongst like the new consoles being released. Like the Switch is doing fantastic right now. So, but yeah, be mindful, you are getting a free game in three months of the Nintendo online service, but 
a new model of the Switch is rumored for 2021. So if you're looking for a Switch and you can hold out, hold out for now. Yeah, or by, or by used, right? Or by used. But even then, the Switch was so coveted, especially at the beginning of COVID when people needed something to do at their house. Would you say it was COVID-did? Very coveted. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's it. Dave, you got any deals? Yeah, we got some deals. Just figured I'd mention it because, man, these deals are so good. We were talking about Star Wars Squadrons. That game just actually came out, like, what, a month ago? Slashed to, like, 17 bucks for PS4 and Xbox One per a CNET article. So on GameStop, out of all places, <laughs> they have the lowest price for the game. And then a little tidbit of other news for Star Wars Squadrons, it might behoove you to buy this game because not only is it supposed to be a great game, it's supposed to have some free DLC coming out from EA. So two wow, big moves. Two historically greedy companies giving you good deals. So, <laughs> so check that out as of recording this. As soon as you listen, go, go see if it's still there. And then surprisingly, too, we have the new Xbox controller that came out with the Series X and S with that little share button there. 20 bucks off right now per a VG 24-7 article, and you can get grab that on like the Microsoft Store and on Best Buy, from my knowledge. So. For 40 bucks, a new controller? Yeah, like, just do it. Not too shabby. And then, Pat, let's, let's talk a little bit about Halo, your favorite topic. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. So, guys, I've been, uh, I've been trying my best to give our the Xbox listeners here some little bit of little bit of tidbits to keep us hanging on while we wait for any game for the Series X. (laughs) (laughs) So basically 343 Industries are planning uh, an end of the year status update on Halo Infinite. (laughs) This is news about possible news. (laughs) Per Rock Paper Shotgun. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read some quotes here. So Community director Brian Gerard piped up on Reddit earlier this week to do away with any expectations that Infinite might plan some big surprise at the Game Awards. So full disclosure, this is quoting Brian Gerard, community, uh, he works uh, on three, four, at 343. So full disclosure, we don't have anything planned for the VGAs. Pulling together something like a demo or big beat for the VGAs is an enormous amount of work and would cause challenges with current milestones and of the holidays. I know it's hard to wait, but the team is going to make the most of this extra time and we wanna make sure we can put our best foot forward and commit to greater transparency and dialogue on the road ahead. So yeah, a lot of people were speculating that Halo Infinite will be some sort of gameplay will be shown at the VGAs toward the end of the year. So we had that little uh, tidbit of gameplay in July. So a lot of people are assuming that the game is playable. It's in an okay state aside from the graphics. Since then, they they haven't shown like anything, anything on the game. So everyone's worried that the game is in this really horrible development hell. And they're kind of just acknowledging, hey, we're going to restart. We're going to start fresh at the beginning of the year. We're going to be more transparent. I guess that's all I can ask for. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of rumorings and all that stuff uh, from at least my end, from all the YouTubers I follow, a lot of people are thinking that this game's going to be holiday 2021. You know, I've heard on some other podcasts or in articles that one problem Microsoft has with 343, the developer of Halo, is that people, new grads or people looking for experience in the games industry will often go and work for 343, but only for a year or two at a time because like Halo is such a heavy hitter mm-hmm. on resumes. Oh, oh yeah. 
but it creates an issue where people are constantly filtering in and out of 343 and it's a lot of contract a lot of contractors so there's not a lot of incentive for them to to stay there very long and it's cheap for Microsoft and 343 to to use contractors instead of like employees with all these benefits and stuff kind of like the same way that Uber and Lyft use contractors mm-hmm. and we just had a piece of legislation that did not pass the vote here in California for contract workers to be paid, or at least through app-based driving and services for contractors to be paid as regular employees and benefited as regular employees. And it's sadly a sort of a little loop tax hole. And maybe it does save Microsoft money, but if Halo Infinite ends up coming out and it's not exceptional, it's going to end up costing Microsoft yeah. a lot more. And, and they know that. So I think that's why it's really frustrating not to hear anything from this game after from since July, right? But at the same time, it's like, you're right. If, if they don't deliver on this game, this is going to scar them for the whole generation. They don't need another xbox one mishap they don't need that and if they, if that happens what exclusive is going to save them tell me like tell me what exclusive is going to save microsoft hellblade that might be okay but is that going to keep people is that going to draw a mass amount of people to their platform no halo is maybe the exclusivity of some of these bethesda games is contingent on the success or failure of halo maybe but any new ip that Bethesda's working on right now is years away any like Starfield, Elder Scrolls, those are years away. It's not like, all right, we're coming out with it this holiday. Halo is the big one. To, like this is it. So if they mess it up, then even coming even from a hardcore Xbox guy, like if they mess up Halo, I will be very much more on other platforms because I don't have a lot of reason to stick around, to be honest. So that, that's some yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that. Obviously, as as things go along, so we'll keep you up updated on anything Xbox. But yeah, that closes out our fast fire news. Pat, let's go to our rotating segment. <laughs> so this week, Dave, we got one of our favorites is back. Free fire fact finder. This is a segment where either of us fires off a question at the other, and we, along with the audience, get to know each other a little better. So Dave, happy Thanksgiving week, and happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners, native and abroad. Happy Thanksgiving. You can still join in the celebration with us. It's a celebration about family. So Dave, speaking of Thanksgiving, what is your favorite Thanksgiving and Black Friday memory uh my my favorite thanksgiving i don't have too many like gaming related thanksgivings but it would be tradition for pretty much a lot of my family on my mom's side we would all eat at my grandmother's house when she used to live down here in san diego and uh after you know eating to our heart's content my cousin and i would uh go immediately black friday shopping all through the night and that would just be awesome we would find you name it, like TVs, games, all that stuff. When there was more of an incentive, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, when there was more <laughs> of an, an incentive to actually go out. And this was before, you know, Amazon really took off and all that stuff. So there was more of an incentive to go out and, and line up. Yeah, my favorite, I guess I don't have a particular Thanksgiving memory, but Black Friday memory would be probably getting Wolfenstein 2 and Star Wars Battlefront 2 
for like 10 bucks like all together on black oh, friday yeah. i picked up <laughs> battlefront for 15 bucks one year as well so glad i did that because the game i think the game was worth was probably worth that much when i got it yeah at least in terms of what it offered so yeah i mean nothing really crazy but just a lot of good memories with like just getting games for, on the cheap but what about you so one memory for me is I very much enjoy watching A Nightmare Before Christmas on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. It makes for that perfect middle transition between Halloween and Christmas. Just a one quick memory is, you know, being in my cousin's old apartment in 2000, probably 2010, I'm a little teenager boy, and just being on the couch at like 2 or 3 a.m. and people are still up making arrangements to go shopping or looking for deals, trying to find where to go, and just having A Nightmare Before Christmas playing on TV and falling in and out of sleep while this pseudo-holiday is going on around me. But to, to a greater extent, probably hands down one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories is the creation of the legend of the moon god. Have, have, do you know anything about the legend of the no. moon god, Dave? So <laughs> this begins, let's call it 2008, sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table, just enjoying the family time and everything. And my cousin and I, who's my cousin Shannon, who's about the same age as me, she and I are talking about Black Friday and going out for Black Friday. Well, the little kids at the table, the five-year-old and three-year-old, overhear this conversation, but have no idea what Black Friday is. Now, (laughs) in my mind, how do you not know what Black Friday is? It's the America is so driven by consumerism, (laughs) and it's the biggest consumerism day of the year. I don't know. It is funny how like Thanksgiving is like, oh no, what all that matters is spending time with your family and just being thankful for what you have. And then immediately like six hours later, it's like, all right, go buy a bunch of, you don't need need it for Christmas. (laughs) But anyways. So, so the legend of the moon God, we're sitting there and they're like, what's Black Friday? And I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's black outside. There's no (laughs) sun. There's no moon. You know, just... The possibilities of messing with, <laughs> with people who <laughs> just... Spitballing just the craziest stuff. Like, how are you three and five years old and there's a day where there's no sunlight and you don't remember it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember, like, the last seven last years? Black, right? So, so it, it turns into this, like, hour, two-hour-long odyssey on, in that night. The, the legend of the moon god continues for holidays for years after in our family so we take them outside we were explaining how moon god comes down every year and saves humanity from the monsters just absolutely ridiculous at one point we're standing in the driveway and a plane flies overhead and i'm like there he is that's moon god and we're bowing down to this plane (laughs) it's like how do they not realize it's just a darn plane (laughs) and then we had him like reach to the reach to the moon we're like if you close your eyes and stretch hard enough you can touch the moon you can feel how cold it is oh wow i'm feeling it it was absolutely outrageous 
That dude, that actually is really similar. Like around that same time, my little cousin, who's now not little anymore, he's like 19 years old. But like around that time, he would uh, we would tell him that there was a thing called the birthday lord, uh-huh. and it was like the idea of Santa, pretty much, but for your birthday. <laughs> but he was it was more like also like a, like a religious figure where it's like, dude, you got to be good all year. Like the birthday lord's not gonna get you presents. And we were like, we like threatened him that like the cops would come and like take him away and like. Like, the birthday lord would, like, take away his presents or, like, take away his parents or something. Like, it was really messed up, but, like, he totally bought into it. Yeah. We're like, dude, you got to pray to the birthday lord. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's similar. I think I think at Easter, the following year, the Odyssey of Moon God continued, and we ended up having a little funeral effigy in my sister's bedroom. <laughs> And Hayden Christensen, the actor of Anakin Skywalker, uh, you know, adult teen. The good Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker as the photo of Moon God. (laughs) 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 Just outrageous. But I think that's going to do it for our show today, everyone. That's going to do it, guys. We've been your hosts, David, SD Dog, and PlayStation Pat Fennel. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast service. Check us out. You can directly support us by heading to patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs. blue. Thank you, and shout out to all our existing Patreon supporters over there. Yeah. And, and for anybody on the edge, in fact, we do have the first ever Patreon-exclusive episode up. So head over there to support us. You'll get that episode for free, along with episodes coming up in the future. Keep an eye out for those. Yeah, we got a lot more plans for the show coming next year, but we'll, we'll talk more about that as uh, as December approaches. Pat, where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube and Twitch at Variety Pat. That's V-A-R-I-O-T-Y-P-A-T. Or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. Come join me this week for some Twitch streams. Check that out. And then you guys can find me. Just give me a follow if you want. I'll be getting some more personal content up here in a few months. You can check me out on YouTube, SDDogs, that's S-D-D-A-W-G. And you can also find me with that same spelling on Xbox. Hit me up on my gamer tag. Let's play. Let's play. So, yeah, if you guys have any burning comments or questions about today's show or for just in general, hit us up at our Gmail. So that's psboxcast at gmail.com. That's spelled P-S-B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Thanks. Bye-bye.